getting hot and steamy today on. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Press B to Cancel. I'm your host, Werewolf. I am joined by the wonderful Sinistar 77 and Chard Monk. How you guys doing? Hey! Swell. Hello. But the swelling will go down. <laughs> will it? That's what the doctor says anyway. That's what he I've said. been waiting a long time. <laughs> as long as it's swell, who cares? Today, awesome. we are talking about a an industry milestone... Steam just turned 20 years old. Jesus. Seriously, when it came out, it was just a method of DRM. And now it is uttered in the same sentences as PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo Switch. Indeed. It is a gaming platform in its own right. And that's what we're talking about. Steam Steam is... Amaze balls! I love Steam. I think this well, is this is a great episode. I'm excited for this. To be honest, it's kind of uh, I know that there we'll talk about other launchers, but it is really the launcher for PC games. Really, I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, what else? What else has it done? It's created v- gaming periphery. It's best VR kit that's out there right now was created yeah. by them. The Steam Deck. I mean, we'll show we'll cover that today. All yeah. three of us oh, yeah. have fucking Steam Decks, and we all swear by it. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, what, what else? What can't yeah. this thing do? It makes Julian cries. I mean, yeah. like- <laughs> I mean, if you want to, I mean, if you want to think about it, you know, Valve, who makes Steam, but Valve started out as a gaming company. Mm-hmm. What are they today? They're a launcher and a hardware company, right? I mean, and, to be honest, and maybe not all three of us agree with this, but one of the best first-person shooter games was created by Valve. You know what? They can't even count to three. They don't need to count to three. <laughs> They've they counted well, to Alex, wait, and that's as wait. far as it needed to go. Wait, <laughs> they can count. They can count to two dot one or two dot two. I don't remember how many sub two dot two. Yeah, yeah. That's good. So they can count two to two dot two. You know, that's safe safe yeah <laughs> you know i know that we're okay we're touching on it let's talk about it let's talk about it half-life <laughs> half-life is an absolutely epic epic uh first person game i yep. know i know we said shooter and it has shooting aspects but i'm really going to call it a first person game altogether because there's puzzles there's horror there's shooter there's you know but uh, as much as i would absolutely love to have episode three and the answer to what happened at the end, as much as I would love that it's really weird at this point. I even play episode two or half-life two. Sorry. I play half-life two and I'm like, yeah, I'd like to know what happened, but that was an amazing game and I'm good. Like I'm kind of right? half-life. Yeah. Half-life is just, this isn't a half-life episode, so we shouldn't gush about it too much, but sure. I mean, Half-Life was one of the first games that did like, I don't know, didn't they do facial digitization where you could actually see facial expression and they started kind of really getting into the physics engine of, you know, gravity and 
being able to pick stuff up and throw it and all that stuff. I, I specifically remember Half-Life 2. That was my like big draw to that game was all the cool technological advancements in 20 what 2005 ish 2003 ish whenever it was released it came out that was that's huge and i played half-life the first one for fucking years so 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 really valve is a physics game company yes yes (laughs) because yes because half-life half-life 2 had the physics and everything in it and then portal portal right I mean, if you yeah. want to talk about one of the coolest physics games ever, mm-hmm. Portal 1 and 2. And as much as I love Portal 1, and as much as there are games where you're like, number one's the best ever, they, you know, number two came out, it was okay, it was still good. Portal 2 took Portal 1 and basically said, hold my beer. Portal 2 is yeah, an amazing game. Yeah. Anyway... We're well, getting off on we, tangents. We are yeah, tangents. Let's, let's, let's take a step back to the beginning. In 2002, Valve announced their upcoming distribution platform. That's what it is now anyway. At the time, I don't think that's what it was. It, it wasn't that when it released. It was a method of DRM at the time, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So it released in 2003, September 12th. So we're literally just a couple days past that 20th anniversary. And it was DRM for, uh, oh, what is it? I am not sure, honestly. But it was a handful of games. The first game to be digitally offered on the platform, though, was Half-Life 2, November 2004. So it took about a year. Not one, but number two. Yeah, two. Yeah, it took about a year for it to be the first digital distribution game that they offered. So Mm. there's that. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until 2005 that they started reaching out to third-party developers uh, to release their games on Steam as well. Mm. So they, they took the ball real quick and ran with it. They were just ahead of the curve as far as PC digital distribution goes. I felt yeah. like I felt like Valve was was in front of everything like early on before anything. And I and I guess I mean this is kind of a gush episode about Valve and Steam and and all its stuff that it makes, but it always feels like Valve is is just just a, I wouldn't say miles, but just slightly in front of the rest of the competition when it comes to, you know, the digital content of, of release and, and sells and their peripherals that they're coming out with and the new stuff that they're trying to bring to the market. I mean, how many other computer based handheld gaming devices are out there that are that everybody's a copy steam deck? That's like two, right? Exactly. Everybody's a copy, right? There's three or four now, I believe there's now there were the but Ally, I think, you've got Lenovo, right. you've got, yeah, I, I know Rog, the, the, the Rog came is, out after the, yeah, but it was slightly after, and it's it's like the closest thing in its competition to yeah. the Steam Deck itself. And it runs for I've I've looked at reviews because I have the Steam Deck, and I'm always interested in hardware. I'm a hardware guy, and while the ROG Ally has better, you know, s- specs, it runs Windows. And right. what's funny is all of the enhancements that that Steam, well, sorry, that Go- that Valve has made for the gaming, you know, systems, right? Like they've, you know, they proton all of these things that they do amazing work on. It, it, 
everything I have heard is, yeah, the ROG runs great. The ROG Ally runs great, but the battery's dead at half the time. Right. Like, you know, where, where Steam is like, okay, we're going to find that sweet spot where, yeah, you may challenge to push past 30 FPS. Now, for those that don't have Steam decks, 30 FPS plays great at 800p. It does. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, you know, the ROG is like, hey, we get 60 FPS and half the battery, right? Right. And so, And yeah. I mean, but you, I mean, let's let's not put it on a total pedestal. If you're playing oh, sure. Baldur's Gate 3 or, I don't know, a newer version game that, that takes a lot of power to run, your battery is going to be dead in t- maybe two hours oh, or for less. Sure. But if you're playing, say, Half-Life 2 or or a, a retro-inspired game like the New yeah. Sea of Stars or The Messenger, since we're on that vein anyways. Or my casual game, Slay the, Slay the Spire, right? Right. I get four Anything hours out of it. That's chill, yeah, Binding I, of Isaac, Into the Gungeon, you know, all that stuff. You can get, yeah, you know, like you said, four four to five hours out of that bad boy because it's, it's running on minimal stuff. Yeah, I didn't yeah. have to charge for Vampire Survivors, but like every other day or something. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> real, real good for a cruise. When I went and visited, uh, when I went and visited Chard and Rogue, I remember we were playing tons of via Vampire Survivors, tons of uh, of time, uh, wasters. Uh, time wasters, and yeah. yeah, I think I charged it once a day. Like, yeah. you know, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you were done with the day, you you charged yeah. it up, but it it was still at like at least thirty percent. You could still easily keep going. And I remember because you had that janky outlet. <laughs> Yes, yes, the broken outlet in my front room. We don't have that anymore. It's gone now. So cycling back, (laughs) though. So, okay, so I want to talk a little bit. So you bring up Half-Life 2 was the first offering, and it was a DRM platform. And this is is something I wanted to touch on because one of my biggest complaints about physical PC games, physical computer games, was the... 80 different DRM platforms that people could use in their games. And all of them had issues, whether it was you scratched your CD the wrong way. And now the DRM is like, Nope, not an original CD. Sorry. Or, you know, all of a sudden the DRM is consuming all of your Ram or, you know, et cetera. And so I always said, I hated DRM. And even if I physically owned the 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 physical copy of the game, I would go find the cracks. I would go find oh, yeah. the cracks to take Same. out the DRM. Yeah. First off, because then I didn't have to go to my wall, bingo, and pull out <laughs> the disc. Yeah, and pull out the disc and plug it into the drive and blah, blah, blah. Right. First, I mean, first and foremost, but second. I didn't have to worry about some piece of crap DRM software running in the background and doing, doing, you know, who knows what. And so I've always said, I always said for a very long time, if somebody can get DRM right, I will, I will buy in. I will buy in. And at least until recently, and we can talk about this, but at least until recently, Steam afforded that luxury right like yeah it validated that you had a steam account you were the one playing the game go just go right mm-hmm. now we we can uh, we can talk about more in a minute like the fact that steam is now letting other you know manufacturers put launchers inside of steam and other drm inside of steam but 
you know, I, I, it was kind of refreshing. Oh, I, I, I don't worry about it anymore. Right. Right. So. And well, Steve? yeah, like to a degree, I feel like valve still kind of is a, a form of DRM. Sure. It's not necessarily the most effective DRM aside from, you know, you want a game on an account. You've got an account loaded with tons of games already. That's probably where you want your games to be, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Steam does make it easy to bring in, like, you know, if you've got games in Epic or GOG or whatever, you could just be like, well, I want to access it from my Steam library. Sure, go ahead. You got it. Yeah. They let right. you do that. I love that about Steam. It's very customizable. It's very user-friendly. It's very accessible, right? Right. But, yeah, I, I do feel like the excessive DRMs can be a problem. Like, I don't play a whole lot of Ubisoft games because Ubisoft yeah. is like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, hold on one more time. Okay, okay, you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and hang on. Secure ROM's going to run over here. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> So I, I, I do wish just like if you're selling a game on Steam, let Steam do its thing. It's already Absolutely. verifying for you. Absolutely. All you're doing now, and this is a problem in the industry that probably could warrant its own whole discussion, but, you know, punishing the consumer, right? Mm -hmm. You're punishing the people who are actually giving you money. Mm -hmm. Right. Which doesn't make sense to me, but. Well, and funny enough, because we're talking a little bit DRM, a little bit Steam, um, I have driven a lot of my purchases specifically toward, you know, GOG.com because GOG.com has a requirement that there is no DRM in any product that they sell. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And they get, they get a lot of the AAA. They don't get all of them because, you know, funny enough, you know, the latest Assassin's Creed isn't making it on there because yeah. Any Ubisoft, right. they want but, their DRM. Yeah. But, but any other, like, my Witcher games, I, I, I don't know if I should admit this on YouTube, but I might as well. My kids install my copy of Witcher, Witcher Three, right? Because, cred, but it's in the same. Lock. It's in the it's in the same household, right? But instant cred. Yeah. I, I go to gog.com. I go download the installer. I say, hey kids, here you go, and go play, right? I, to me, that makes sense though, because I mean, think of it in terms of you have a cartridge in your house, right? Yeah. Let's yeah, say absolutely. I've got a Genesis in one room and a Genesis in another room back in the 90s, right? Mm -hmm. Probably not super common, but I mean the idea is you can take the you can take the whole damn platform from one room to another without much issue. It's a little right. harder to move a PC from one room to the next these days, especially if it's a dedicated gaming PC or something, you know? Yeah. Right. But it's like it making it impossible to play multiple let multiple people have access to one game in the same household is right. a little tricky. And I, I do like that steam actually kind of accounts for that to a degree. Yeah. They have the shared library thing, right? Right. And it's, yeah. it's allowable as long as you're not actively using a game from your library. One of the people that you've allowed can, and it's generally like you have to log into that computer, give it your credentials and be like, yes, I okay this machine to access my library. So right. it, it expects that, you know, they won't they may not necessarily be in the same household, but at least you've logged into the machine, you've given it the okay. All right. It's good to go. Yeah. I think that's one of the greatest aspects about Steam in with it itself is the ability to play it anywhere 
anywhere. Yeah, like, I, anywhere you go, you log in. Your your library is accessible. And when this when the Valve or when the when the Steam Deck came out, I was like, that's that's weird. But you could take the Steam Deck with with an adapter with a hookup and hook it up to your TV with a Bluetooth mm-hmm. controller and play your computer games on your Steam Deck downstairs. I mean, or yeah. or or in my case, I have my gaming computer, which we're talking on right now, but. I have a laptop that's that is not a gaming machine, but you know what? It plays Slay the Spire fine. It plays Undermine fine, you know, et cetera. And hey, when I'm sitting on the couch and I want to spin up Slay the Spire, guess what? I have Steam on it, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I like the accessibility with this program. It's <laughs> my dad has a saying. We're gonna just say this right now. My dad has a saying about motorcycles. He says the reason motorcycles are so terrifying is because they're so easy to ride. <laughs> steam is so terrifying because it's so easy to just blindly spend money on this thing oh, and not gosh. even think about it for for anything i don't know how many steam sales i've gone into being like i ah, spend like 30 bucks and i'll walk away with uh, 200 spent but i have more than a thousand <laughs> games to mess with and i am overly inundated with shit to play it's it's oh. ridiculous okay that leads into a segue that I want to talk about whether now or just in just a minute. But, but one thing steam has caused me is analysis paralysis when it comes yep. to playing games, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I want to talk about that. So if we want to talk about that in a minute, cool, but I want to bring it up and say, let's talk about it or we could talk about it now, but that's kind well, of the segue, you know, I mean, go ahead. Wolf, what do you got? Yeah. I, I do think before we get to the analysis paralysis, it's a good point to talk about, you know, just the, the general accessibility of obtain, obtaining games for Steam. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and from so many aspects. Go ahead. Yeah, there's super, there's like tons of aspects. There's, if you've been in the gaming space online, even marginally over the last decade, you've probably seen memes online with a dude whose face you may not recognize wearing glasses, looks kind of like a chunky Waldo with a crown and a scepter and like percentages falling around him called Gaben. If you're not super familiar with who that is, that is Gabe Newell, the mm-hmm. owner and founder mm-hmm. of Valve. Yep. <laughs> and yep. so it's that's him, you know, his benevolence bestowing cheap games <laughs> upon the masses. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, and go ahead. <laughs> It's, uh, Sinister says she uh-oh. doesn't hear us. Jake, can you hear? Oh, Jake definitely Jake was can, here. He, he was, was responding to us. He yeah. was responding to us. So, yeah. Let me see. Yeah, you checked yeah, on I us. Hear us. I just okay. tested it. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, like there's, there's that. But then I want to say around 20, uh, 2010, 2011, I think is when bundle sites came on the scene. Right. So Humble Bundle was really the first one that mm. really did it. There was another one that I don't remember the name of that's gone under since then. It started with a D. That's all I remember. But uh, I, I remember what you're talking about. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. But yeah, I think I knew what you're talking about. Yeah. So those were the only two in the space for quite some time. And Humble Bundle yeah. was like stupid cheap. Oh, Humble Bundle was one of the coolest things ever, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and, remember, and they sold. And before they sold, it literally was, hey, this cool charity with this cool thing and this cool bundle. 
and like you know you can go get i i, I have so many games we're, this is what we're talking about right <laughs> but like and i could be like i'm gonna spend ten dollars and i'm gonna give nine dollars and fifty cents to the charity and i'm gonna right. get 20 games anyway go right ahead. yeah so that's how most of my library has been acquired is inexpensive bundles right and yeah. you know it's <laughs> yeah we're gonna talk I, let you know this we'll, is good talk about talk we, about will, how much we can segue to library size and then okay. talk about the analysis paralysis. <laughs> do i need to really but, pull up my library uh, go for it <laughs> before we do that like we're having some technical issues seeing what charge is but i don't we've got exist. approximate yeah. values to our accounts that we've figured yeah. out and, yeah there's like, a this is being super generous with like you know full time you know like full price sticker price kind of things yeah so this is nowhere near what i have spent on my account <laughs> i hope means. not i hope not <laughs> but we'll kick it off to make you guys look better my uh, apparently <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at about nineteen thousand dollars wow yeah of what they they're yeah. calculating the value of my account is really quick even, we yeah. we used a site called steamid.pro this is what we're using and so for those of you that are playing the home game if you want to go look at your own steamid.pro and yeah it gives you an approximate value based on i guess like the current market value right the current like listed price or something and you said what how much how much wolf nineteen thousand one hundred and thirteen dollars oh that's a down payment on a house right there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I have not. Now, we're t my account is two weeks away from being 14 years old. Yeah. So we're talking like I've had games gifted to me. I've had tons of bundles, tons of just free games, um, games that were bought like on deep discount. We're talking like you know, 80% off, 90% off. I jumped for those a lot. And then the, even in the early days of like the major sales, when they did like the, the first steam winter sale and the first steam summer sale, they had things that you could sort of oh. like the first winter sale. They had the, the lumps of coal. I want to talk about and the, I want to talk were, about the sales. People were trading stupid amounts of things for just these lumps of coal to try and win. Because at the time, you know, each lump of coal you had at the end of the sale was an entry into winning every single game in the Steam library at the time. Mm -hmm. What so year was this? Do you think it was? For these twenty eleven. Okay, so probably twenty eleven. I want to say probably like a th probably like yeah. a quarter of the library today. Right? It was it was twenty eleven. Oh. It was I remember now. Um. Okay. And yeah, like it was some, it was 2000 some odd games, but it, there wasn't a ton of indie on the platform at the time. It was a lot of big ticket games. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. it was, it, people were just obsessing over this. So I probably scored like 25 games from lumps of coal that were anywhere <laughs> from like 10 to $40 games. Yeah. Just because I was logging into my account and my wife's account who was not my wife yet at the time and just scoring these up and trading them off to people. I'm like free games. Yeah. So by the way, by the way, I'm going to suggest, and I know it's the problem is, is my wife is already in chat. 
I'm going to suggest you don't have your wives listen to this episode so that they understand how much value is in your account. Especially Luckily. you, Wolf. Especially you, Wolf. <laughs> Luckily, my wife, asks, <laughs> my wife asks I'm, what we're I'm talking joking. about, and that's the extent of it. So we're good. Yeah. She doesn't even I'm, know. I'm, I'm, joke, I'm joking, of course. I know, I know that, like... I know probably half, probably half of my library is bundles. Honestly, yeah, 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 yeah. Like there are Mine's very few games lot. I've actually purchased full price on Steam. Yeah, and those are the ones. They're usually twenty, thirty dollar games oh. at that point because I'm like, I'm really excited about this. Right, but- it's actually a rare game that I pay full price for. It really is because I know, like, wait. Wait a month and a half, two months, and it's going to be on sale, right? It's, I mean, it's not even that anymore. Yeah. You've got, yeah, I, you've got, uh, official key resellers, right? Not not key resellers, yeah. but key sellers, key stores, right? right? Like, so I'm like not G2A talking about and, like your G two A and your Kingwin. Yeah, okay, I'm talking about stuff like Fanatical, Green Man Gaming, you know, mm-hmm, there right. mm-hmm. and Humble Bundle, because Humble Bundle mm-hmm. also has it, the Humble Store where you could just go buy a legit key for your game. Yeah. It's not somebody got the key and then sold it to you. It's an right. official store that that key isn't generated until you've bought it. Right. So a lot of them, like it's super easy to just find deals. Yeah. There's been numerous websites to this over the years and mine switches over time from one to another to another. Sure. And it's super easy to find freebies. Yeah. Deals bundles yeah. whatever and you know it's it's rare that i pay more than 75 percent of a price for a game oh for and sure right even then a lot of times like that's me thinking like okay i actually wanted the humble choice this month that's what they offered me a deal for six dollars mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. i only wanted this one game but this one mm-hmm. game for six dollars is still a steal it's like 90 percent right. off right now so Okay, (laughs) you know, yeah, Steam Steam has trained me. So an example. So I I backed the Battletech game on Kickstarter um, and I got the you know, I got my copy. And now it's funny. I have I have the D the DLC in my wish list on GOG because I own it on GOG. And it comes up every once in a while. It's like this is this thing on your wish list is on sale. And it has never dropped below 50% off. And Steam has trained me that I'm like, eh, 50% off. Eh, I'll just move on. Like, like literally, (laughs) like, it'll come up later. And it still has never gone below 50%. And I'm just like, no, Steam has told me that it'll be 75% off someday, right? Someday. Yeah, Yeah. there's there's truth to that. There's reality to that for the most part. It's funny. There was a... I used to get the Squaresoft games. I'd wait until they were like 75% off or more. Mm-hmm. I'd be right. like, all right, I'll, I'll swing for that Final Fantasy I want on Steam now. 75, 80% off, sure. And then at some point, Squaresoft was like, yeah, that's not going to happen anymore. We're only going to go down <laughs> as low as 50%. Yep, yep. And so I buy a lot less Squaresoft games now because right. of that. Right, because Steam, because <laughs> Steam trained you, Steam and yes. Valve trained you that seventy five percent is like the threshold, right? Like to me, that's always the threshold. Is like, oh, is it seventy five percent off? Sure, and I'll buy it for ten dollars, right? I do this exact same thing with my nine year old. He's like, hey, I want this. Training game. him right, and I'm yeah. like, 
all right, let's see if there's a deal. So we go and check the, you know, gg.deals. Like, all right, is there a deal? I'm like, okay, it's full price on Steam, but it's 50% off on that store. Let's buy it from that store. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, we're looking oh. for a deal, kiddo. Sometimes yeah. it's like, I'm like, you just missed the sale. We got to wait like a month. Yeah. Okay. Cause it's a $50 game. I'm like, I don't want you to blow all your money on this. Let's, let's give it a month. If you still want it in a month when it's on sale, we'll get it. Okay. Can you imagine having 90% off? And I, he's like, wow. Okay. My yeah. money went a lot yeah. further. Yeah. Can you imagine having games in the fucking 90s and 80s that were 90 goddamn percent off after a month or so? You know what I mean? Right? RPGs I've spent money on as a kid for my Sega or my Nintendo. That okay. were at nine eighty dollars for fucking Fantasy Star Four. Get bit. Right. I, I bought that. these. I bought the Bard's man. Tale. I bought the Bard's Tale games in the nineteen eighties, right? And of course, right. we're talking like we're talking games were thirty thirty dollars, thirty five dollars. I mean, you take into a, into account inflation. That's probably a sixty seventy dollar game today. Right. They never went on sale. Right? right, you went to the right. store and you bought them for the value, right? Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. uh, and that's, I mean, that's pretty cheap because I don't know yeah. about like for PC gaming prices, but I know for the NES games were still fifty, sixty, seventy dollars sometimes. Yeah. Yep. Mario yeah. three then, came that's... out. That was a seventy dollar game. <laughs> that's more than a lawn mode. That's a few fucking yeah. lawns mode, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, and I think that's where the problem with with my my spending power comes from when I drop <laughs> into Steam, because I'm always thinking, ah, it's sixty bucks. Do I want it for sixty bucks? Like, there's few games that I've purchased like pre-release stuff. Like, if it's SquareSoft or SunSoft, <laughs> Final Fantasy, I'm probably going to drop it early because I'm an idiot when it comes to that crap. Right? That's just the way I work. I know what games I like. I see a stars. I wanted that thing pre-release. I wanted that shit hella fast and it did not release fast enough for me to pick that crap right. up. Right. Right. So there, but most of the time it's like, ah, shit's 80 bucks still, or that, uh, that's $50 for that. Now I'm even getting as bad as sinister. I'm like 29 99. <laughs> I can it's get it lower than that. Off. It's yeah. only fifty percent off. Yeah, and it, like, so it's, I just yeah, I, I just looked up the inflation calculator for Mario Three. Seventy dollars back then in nineteen eighty eight is a hundred and eighty bucks now. Nobody's spending a hundred and eighty bucks on a game unless it comes with like no. all the collectibles and a statue. Yeah. And- yeah, I better get a fucking statue with that. <laughs> there better be a Mario where's, statue and the goddamn where's, uh, raccoon suit. Where's my goddamn fire breathing uh, Bowser? Come yeah, on. that shit better light up <laughs> and be, be animated. That's crazy. All right, so, so Jake brought something up in chat that I did want to talk about, and that is Steam sales have not been as good recently. And that's something that I recognize because when I first got into Steam and they started doing the holiday sale and the summer sale, and they had the, the whole system where you had to watch. Y'all remember this. It was like, oh, yeah, this is going to go on sale. Hours. Yeah. And this is going to go like, and you sat there and you refreshed yep. your browser, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I remember the super deep discounts. And what it is today is they basically just do across the board and they call it good, right? I mean, right. what goes 50% off at the beginning of the sale is still Stays 50%, 50% off at, right. the end, at the end of the sale, right? But, but yeah. on top of that, in their defense, 
I think we have more sales throughout the year than we did say summer sales coming up. We all know winter and summer sale are coming. We yeah. know when that shit hits the fan or spring winter, sale. We summer, know when that shit's hit it. Yeah. 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 I mean, any season Tuesday sale. Chinese Chinese New Year. Chinese New Year. Like yeah. Fucking they got all kinds. They got Capcom sale. Right now they're doing a Call of Duty sale. I mean they have sales. They have sales for fucking anything. Sales that yeah. end with right why. Now it's the I Sega mean, Sega Wonderland sale yeah. up to eighty percent off they're, for Sega games. So I mean, there's, like, there's a big sale happening constantly on. They're Sega. like, they're like Gabe Newell. Gabe Newell ate a burger sale. Like, yeah. you know. <laughs> someone drove by my house sale. I mean, it's it's just it, it, there's more sales going on, but they're targeted to like developers instead of. You know, we're going to take everything on the site and, and dumb it down. We're going to do this year, like you said, like the golden sale, like the, the golden dragon sale or whatever. That was all like Capcom related stuff. And it was right before Street Fighter six came out. So they're like, mm -hmm. this new game is releasing. Let's do a discount on some of the stuff they're coming out. And it's, you know, it doesn't fluctuate like it used to. It's just, no. you know, you can get Street Fighter yeah. five for nine dollars this week when yeah. it's normally the golden 20 week sale. Like the, a lot of these sales, like, you know, there's, there's the major ones like spring, summer, fall, winter, and then right. Right. new year and all that. Right. The summer new year, Chinese, well, uh, what, uh, Chinese new year sale or something like that. Right, they do right. all these things. Right. But then you get the focused ones and golden week generally focuses on Japanese developers because golden week I know is a Japanese thing. And hmm. I looked it up in the past. I'm sorry. I can't remember what it's about right now, but, it's a very it's it's Japanese derived. So when you get Golden mm. Week, it's usually Bandai Namco, Capcom, SquareSoft, something yep. like that, a Japanese right. developer. But it, I mean, that's kind of cool though, because all of a sudden you don't think of a sale coming up, and it's like boom, Golden Week, Bandai Namco, <laughs> and I'm like, I did want that Tales game. Yeah, from, <laughs> hey, from Soft here I come. Who wants some goddamn yeah. Dark Souls? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. So coming back around, what was what was the topic we wanted to talk about now? Because I've forgotten. We're just praising. Uh, we were talking about uh, what you call it, an analysis paralysis, which is analysis yeah, so paralysis. Yeah. Been, oh yeah. Oh, so coming around. Yeah, the amount of games on your account. So really quick, I want to say my approximate value. <laughs> I'm sorry, Wolf. My approximate value. Close your ears, Nancy. My approximate value is $8,616. <laughs> and dollar. I've been a Steve and I've been a Steve I've been a Steve member longer than you have. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's it. There's there's a good thing to mention right there, actually. My first Steam game was not even purchased by me. Oh, really? It was uh you've probably seen him in Discord here and there. It was Drake. Um, he mm. wanted to play Dead Rising oh. 2, I think it was. Okay. He wanted yeah, to, 2 has so a 2 It player, was like yeah. 2009, so I think that was yeah. Dead Rising 2. Um, he wanted to play that, and I was like, all right, let's do it. So he bought me a copy of, not Dead Rising, uh, Left 4 Dead. Left 4 Dead. Ah. Left 4 Dead, okay. 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 Whatever Left 4 Dead came out in 2009, I don't know if that was one or two. Um, but he wanted to play that, and I was like, all right. So I he gifted me. I had to go install 
steam i had to like download the game try to play it my internet was spotty so it was a janky as hell experience my computer was like eh, eh, eh. i had to like lower the settings way down to make it playable yep. but that was my first game that's where i started with steam and it honestly that experience with steam it kind of turned me off to steam a little bit mm. because it was so janky so i i played some left for dead with them and then just kind of stopped touching it for a while because I was still buying physical games, right? Yeah. And it oh, I was the same way. Took, probably took another year and a half for me to come back to Steam and be like, "All right, let me check this out." I think it was around when Humble Bundle started doing its thing, or just before, is when I really started checking out Steam again. And I think it was because of that first Humble Bundle they did, or one of the early ones uh, that I got Braid, and I was like, oh, "Okay, cool." So that. That was really the jumping off point. And it was like a buck to get all these games, right? Mm. So, <laughs> what's probably yeah. accounting for two or three hundred dollars of my account value was a dollar. So, right. Okay. I, mean, I have oh go ahead. No, go you go ahead. You, you yours is, Well, I was gonna say we're talking about first games, and I was trying to figure out what my first game was because I wanted to I was hoping that one of these database sites was gonna have like my order of purchase, right? Right. But I haven't you been able to find it. You can actually find that out. You have to go into your Steam. Okay. Up at the top right, click on your username and click account yep. details. Okay. Account From details. From there, uh, you go to, where was it? It's in here somewhere. Uh, view purchase history. Yeah. View purchase history right at the top right there. View purchase. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. And then okay. you're going to have to scroll all way the way down. down. Yeah. Load more transactions. We're going to keep going here. Load. I got to go. Okay. Mile. <laughs> um, See, so oh, my account, my account is not the same account that I started with. Cause when I started using steam back in the mid Oh fives, Oh sixes, uh, I had forgotten the password and everything. Cause for a big chunk of change there, I was doing console gaming. So I didn't have a PC to run it on. So when I got it back, I was like, I don't remember any of my goddamn passwords for this thing. So according to this, my newest account I've had since 2017 and uh, Hollow Knight, Alien Isolation and Pony Island are the first three games that I purchased in uh, (laughs) right around my birthday of 2018. So I have a feeling that mine, because maybe I kind of wonder, I kind of wonder because it says my first purchase is in 2010, but I've been a member since 2005. So I wonder if... Either A, it doesn't go back beyond 2010. Maybe. Or or if I was just either playing the free games or whatever, because I remember I was a huge Team Fortress fan when it was mm-hmm. a mod to Quake. When it was a mod to Quake. And I definitely picked up Team Fortress 2. And that game came out, Team Fortress 2 came out in 2007. And I joined Steam in 2005, so I, I still came out. I still was... Anyway, it says my first purchase was Braid and Torchlight, and I know for a fact that I got those on a Humble Bundle. There you go. So... See, it yeah. lies. Um, you guys are telling me I'm a liar, and it's lying to you. Lies. I'm looking at this right now, and it, it does go back before 2010, because it shows my first game. Left for Dead, September 29th, 2009. Okay. 
Well, I so, I was I was adding things in before then for sure. So lies. Lies. Yeah. Sorry, because I bought I bought Half Life Two, and and Jake was talking about how much he hated Steam when it first came out because of having to you know hook up Steam when you first bought Half Life Two on a physical copy and all that stuff, and I had to do the same goddamn thing. So I've had Steam for at least as long as Half Life Two has been out because I that was another game that I was like I'm buying this shit as soon as it's released, and uh, so we did. Funny enough, yeah, Hollow Knight, seems- Alien Isolation, and Pony Island were only $65 together. So there you go. <laughs> there you have it. Yeah, it seems like they've truncated some of the things from your purchase list because it used to show key activation times. Like you activated yeah. the key for a game, but it didn't cost you anything. And it's not mm. showing that anymore. Yeah. That I see. So. Well, I have a feeling. I have a feeling. I mean. TF2 came out in 2007. I've been a member since 2005, so I had to have been playing something before then. But I, I definitely remember TF2 was one of my earliest because I loved Team Fortress when it was a Quake mod. So, um, yeah. Okay. So analysis paralysis. So <laughs> really quick. I have, where's where's my number of games here? I, you gotta go look to at see. your game collector yeah. uh, showcase. Okay, I have it's in here somewhere. Uh, game collector showcase. There we go. Two hundred and thirteen. Oh, sorry, two hundred twenty-four. Apparently, is what I have. Two hundred twenty-four games owned. Yep. What about DLC? That's probably not DLC counting. <laughs> no, 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 it shows right next to it under the game collector. It says games owned and DLC owned. Oh. Okay, where where do I see this? You have to go to your account, click uh-huh. add a showcase or change one of your showcases, and then it'll show you there. Okay, so go to my profile, you mean? Yeah, go to your profile. Uh-huh. If it's not on there, click edit profile. Um, go so I to... Have, I have... What is it? Featured showcase. Edit profile. And then it'll tell you. Uh, Featured showcase. Okay. And then for Um, none selected, just scroll all the way to the bottom. Game showcase is like second from the bottom. Or game collectors. Game game collector level. It'll tell you. Okay. I have have 558 games. Oh, here we go. I have 855 DLCs. Okay. Yeah, I have 213 games owned and 152 DLCs. <laughs> I don't know how this happened. I have 1,444 <laughs> games owned and 765 DLCs. How did this happen? So I, I think I? I think the takeaway from this episode is did that we have a problem? Uh, is that Wolf Wolf won Steam. Wolf won Steam. Wolf is, <laughs> or lost, Wolf is you know. Steam. Wolf is Steam. What do you mean yeah. one? Yeah, are you sure you didn't get the uh, the lump of coal and get the entire Steam library? <laughs> At least from 2005 on. I wish. Jesus. <laughs> well, so analysis paralysis, and this is real, right? I yeah. We talk about playing games all the time, and I do play games. I play a lot of games, but. It's really strange that I keep going back to kind of the same subset of games. 
I look at my library and I'm like, I don't know what that is because <laughs> I probably got it in a yeah. bundle somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I and I go one. look at the store page and, or store, st- sorry, store page. And I'm like, eh, I'm going to go play. I- I'm going to go play Pulsar, you know, or I'm going to go play Civ six, or I'm going to go play like, you know, Baldur's gate three or whatever. Right? right. Or of course, as I mentioned, uh, slay the spire. Um, so, but, but there really is a situation where you're like, I'm going to go play a game and you go look at your library and, and you kind of stare at it. And then you're like, I'm going to go read the web and then you go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. That does happen. What are friends yes. on discord yeah. doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who can I chat with instead of playing yeah. this, instead of trying to figure out what I want to play? Yeah. So, I, and uh, it's it's funny because I kind of thought the Steam Deck would alleviate that a little bit. Uh huh. And it a little bit it does, but a little bit of that is still not a lot. Right. Well, and really, really, <laughs> what you do with the Steam Deck is I go back to the same six games, right? Right. Well, so for me, I've I've kind of been trying to do this thing. Uh, this started some years ago because you guys have heard me say numerous times, I have the game. I played the game. I never beat the game. I got through a lot of it. Didn't beat it. Didn't finish it. (laughs) That's my life. It's the way I gamed for years. So I try not to do that anymore. Now it's, if I'm playing a game, unless it sucks, I want to at least, you know, feel like I've done what needs to be done in the game. And that is, you know, if I get sick of doing numerous runs through a roguelike, okay. If it's, you know, beat the final boss. All right, fine. And there's been a few games that I haven't been able to do that with. Like the the Wii U Paper Mario game was not good. I tried. I tried. It didn't work. <laughs> this is something I try to do now is when I pick up a game, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to play this game and beat it. Yeah. And so, you know, since May, I was playing Zelda. And then uh, I stopped playing that for a time just to get through Final Fantasy VI and get my Sisyphean game for the year out of the way. Then I went back to Tears of the Kingdom again, finished it, and uh, did that just in time to play Sea of Stars. Mm. But now that I'm done with Sea of Stars, I'm like, okay, do I play Baldur's Gate? I had intended, before all this happened, before I finished Zelda, I was like, all right, I'm I'm moving through this game pretty quick when I first got it. So I was like, I'm going to go play Final Fantasy XII next. So I picked up XII for the Switch. Now, do I want to play Final Fantasy XII? Do I play Baldur's Gate Three? Do I go back and play The Messenger just because I just finished Sea of Stars? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yep. Yep. Right. I so get it. Even I when it. I don't have the analysis paralysis of there's so many games in my library that I could play and haven't. What do I play? It's like I'm down to three. What do I play? I don't know. Right. And I don't. I yep. have locational paralysis. It seems. Because I'll be like, you know what? I'm just going to play it on Steam Deck. I'm going to sit down and play it in the bed, or I'll play it over here. Or I'll do whatever. And I'm like, I really want to see this on my monitor. I really want to see this in my office. I, I want the headphones on. I want the full experience of playing this thing and get totally immersed into it. Because it's hard to do that on the Steam Deck because you got shit going on around you. And 90% of the time, yeah. you got a TV on and you're not watching the show, or your wife's watching TikToks next to you, or something. There's something that's distracting that you can't fully immerse yourself into what you're doing. And Baldur's Gate's one of those. I've been trying to play it on my Steam Deck like right before bed. But and Sinistress put this very elegantly. Do I have the mental energy 
to focus on this game right now. Yeah. With all the stuff that's going on, because I, I, I'm getting into Baldur's Gate finally, like I'm getting into it. But the first couple of weeks was very difficult because be like, I'm going to come home from work and sit down and I'm going to fire it up. And then I just there's too much going on and I can't pay attention to it. So what am I going to play? Uh, let's play this. Play five vampire survivors. Nope. Yeah, play this. No nope. time. Uh, time wasters. All right, time, time time wasters for the next three hours. And and that's what we do. Or lately, it's been binding of Isaac. A lot of binding of Isaac. And I'm just it's this is mindless, stupid. If I die, I could start over and just keep going. Like it, it's there's just so much. It feels like there's too much thinking power that needs to be put in and in, invest <laughs> in anything that you know that's newer right now. And I've been trying to play like. Last night I was going to come home and do a couple recordings of Armor Core Six, and I passed out on the couch. So it's right. it's just like you know what is the, what is the best way to get get use of your shit? That's just playing simple, mindless, slay the spires, gungeons, things that you can easily just fire up, end, and then walk away from when you're done with it. It's not like I need to happen know what happens next. I need to know what this decision makes. Oh shit, I made the wrong decision. Do I want to save scum and take that turn that back? Fuck! What do I do? And you know, but with Isaac, I'm like, oh, I'm dead. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> again. See, I'm that's, gonna, oh, go ahead. That's not a problem. I, I'm sorry, Sinister, but that's that's not You're a fine. problem I have just because of how my household is. You right. know, there's a lot of times, and I it, this is why I played a lot on the Switch before the Steam Deck, even though I have a PS4 Pro, I've got the PC. It was a lot mm-hmm. of Switch because at least the Switch, I can sleep it, walk away, come back. Yeah. Right. I had a boss fight in Sea of Stars that took me like four different sit down sessions to beat just because every time I'd fire it up, I'd get a couple turns in and I'd be like, ah, I need to go do that. Sleep Mm -hmm. it, walk away, come back, (laughs) play a little more. Can you do this for me? All right. Sleep it, walk away, come back. So the Steam Deck lets me do that. It's just some games. It's harder. Like I did it with Sea of Stars, but I don't know that I could do that with like Baldur's Gate 3 ironically you, know I mean? you can say you can save in the middle of a conversation and walk away from the save. Yeah, i have done that actually yeah yes. and that because i that's the, what we were discussing beforehand which i won't talk about on the show sorry youtube but mm. i i have a decision to make that could make my evening with the player go a certain way so i saved <laughs> it literally yeah. with whatever answer i had in mind and i went I'll tackle this it, later. <laughs> listen, away. it's in, in Baldur's Gate, it's the thirsty save scum. It's the thirsty <laughs> save scum. It is the thought am, scum save am scum. I, am I gonna hook up? Am I gonna hook up with Lizelle tonight? I don't know. Save. Right. Um, how do I feel tomorrow? Let me see how I feel. Yeah. I might have a headache tonight. <laughs> am I gonna do it tonight? Not in this timeline. Not in this I'll save time. it here and create another timeline for later. <laughs> I'm gonna go wash my hair in this timeline. <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> no, I would argue that I would argue that a lot of this analysis paralysis and and I don't know, maybe this is a hot take, but I argue that it's an adult problem as well, because, you know, since it's brought up, do I have the mental energy to, you know, learn this, this new thing or try this new game? And I remember as a kid, it was literally like, I have the new thing. I've got all the energy. I'm just going to do it. Right. And, but the, but the rub that you run into as a, as a, as a younger person is I don't have the money. 
and I wish I had the money and, oh, the adults have the money. And now as an adult, it's like, well, I've got the money. I but got time. The time. Yep. <laughs> or, nope. or really, or really more importantly, energy. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Like time so, and energy go hand in hand. Right. Yeah. Um, like I've worked, I've now worked, you know, eight and a half hours of a day and it burned me out mentally because, you know, I work a mental job and it's like, once again, I understand slay the spire and it has 20 yeah. mechanics and that's all it has. And I can just, <laughs> you know, where like Baldur's gate, it's like, Oh, I'm deciding a fight for four characters. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> This gonna yeah. turn. This is literally gonna turn this game on its head. I'm not in the mood yeah. for that tonight. And and you stare at a computer all day, so you're already like, how do you? I mean, you separate work from home, right? I do. So I do that at work, but I also get up and I walk around and I do other things while I'm at the job. But you are literally inundated with your PC and yeah. Optic. My buddy Optic, who is you know he works in IT, so he does the same shit. Where he'll be like, I have to like differentiate between. This is my work PC. So when I'm done with my work PC, I get up and I move to my fun PC so I can separate the two tasks that are being done. Yeah. So he's in a different position in his in his office in his house versus you know what he would be at, I, at work all day. So I do the it's same little thing. mental things, right? I do the <clears> same <throat> thing. Uh, so Brandon McGinnis brings up, "How do you even sleep at night?" That's another episode. Yeah. That's not the steam is. <laughs> well, I, there's there's something to that. I like I rob myself of sleep at night. Yep. yep. I get up with I get up with the wife and kid in the morning because I got to get up and you know we have breakfast. I help the kid get ready. I have him start his day. His his school day is at home. He does virtual schooling, so I am helping him while also accomplishing household tasks because I'm the stay at home parent. The wife mm -hmm. works right there. I'm upstairs doing dishes, taking out the yeah. trash, cleaning up right, right. the pets, helping him do his schoolwork. I'm doing all this stuff. So a lot of times my best moment for gaming is the wife just passed out in bed and I'll stay <laughs> yep. up an hour or two yep. and just play yep. in the bed next to her. Yep. And so it's like, hopefully I'm not playing something that requires a lot of clicking. <laughs> no yeah, button yeah, mashing games. Buttons. You need no to. You need to. Games. You need to buy a, a set of uh, buttons for the Steam Deck that are like quiet. <laughs> and then, like the yeah. games, like it's funny because, like, I actually did. Like when the, when a game has touchscreen elements, more than having to hit the buttons, I'm like, okay, we're touchscreening tonight. Yeah, touchscreen kind of night. Slay the spire. <laughs> move the card from here to yeah. here. And you're still worrying that that sliding noise this is a little too much. Sound. Oh, no, no. We we sleep with the AC on. She's got a fan. Oh, so there's some white noise there. Yeah. But if All I'm right. click, 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 yeah. she's not sleeping. So, okay. So before we go super long, because we're at, we're at 50-something minutes at this point. Yeah. Jake did want to hear at least my take on why I support Steam over the over other launchers, and I'm willing to have that conversation if we want to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so go ahead. There are let's 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 preface this with the other launchers that people probably mm -hmm. use, right? So you got Steam, then you've got Epic Game Store, you've got yeah. GOG, with and you know they have a launcher Origin. if you want to use it, you don't have to. Yeah. Uh, which is God Galaxy, and then you've got yeah. uh, Origin, Origins. which has now yep. just become 
EA, EA play or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I don't know. It's confusing because it's still Origin on Mac. I don't get yeah. it. But <laughs> we'll rebrand part of the market. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Screw you, Apple. But I mean, those those are kind of the big ones on PC, and you know, calling Origin a big one is being generous. I mean, you've got also Ubisoft Connect. Uh, well, and Blizzard, some, but you've got BattleNet, yeah, right? Yeah, you got BattleNet. Battle and yeah. I do have all these installed. And then, like, you've even got stuff like the Rockstar Games Launcher, and you which know, I if, bought. I bought my GTA Five through the Rockstar Launcher. That's right? how I have it. Yeah. 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 And then you've got like I've got the uh, Amazon Games launcher. Yeah, you know, I have a ton yep. of games yep. through you get that, that with Twitch. Brandon so, brings so. up Xbox, Xbox, you know, store, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I might have a couple games through there. I mostly only use that when I actually subscribe to Game Ca- Game Pass, mm-hmm. which is like every couple years I'll get a month or two. <laughs> yep. yep. So Jake, Jake wanted to hear because here, so. <laughs> Jake, I think, really wants to hear why I'm not a big fan of Epic. I have never installed Epic. I don't have an Epic account. So I am dropping free games on the floor. Every day, I am apparently dropping free games on the floor. You are. I know I am. I know I am. But I have a couple, I have a couple, I have a couple quandaries. First off, I I am pro-disruptive, but I feel like Epic. I really disliked what Nintendo did with Nintendo exclusives during the NES game, uh, NES days. And mm. Epic is doing that again, right? Epic is doing that again with, you know, um, uh, the, the, their, their engine and you get six months or a year or whatever. And they're only taking what? 18%, something, something low, right? Um, right. 15% or something. Um, yeah. They take less of a cut than steam. Yeah. For the first, whatever. Right. Um, and then, but it's an exclusive and honestly, I really dislike supporting exclusives. So there's a reason I don't have Battle.net installed, uh, besides, besides, you know, the issues, the battle, yeah, the the, the blizzard issues. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with that. That's kind of a problem. The fact Mm -hmm. that, you know, doing the, the platform exclusive, I'm not a huge fan of that. If it's not a first party game, I get it when it's first party, like not putting Mario Kart on all your competitors platforms. Fair. I get it. But like when you're Sony has a big problem with this final fantasy 16 is not on anything, but PlayStation because of that. Right. Right. And right. You know, sometimes it seems like it's going to be a good idea, and sometimes it bites you in the ass. Yeah. Again, Squaresoft, we just learned, lost $2 billion in valuation because 16 didn't sell as well as they'd hoped. Right. So maybe it's not necessarily good for the developer in all cases either. And of course, that's very depending. It's probably a lot more beneficial to indie developers than it is to major studios. But at the same time, like I, I'm not opposed to it, because ultimately it's still my windows pc oh for sure <laughs> and 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 once again like before before we go too far i want to i want to express this is a personal opinion i have no problem with anybody going and installing epic on their machine and getting their free games i really don't like actually it's <laughs> cool good. i'm glad you guys are getting free games right but <laughs> but i'm i guess i'm voting with my non wallet cuz they're free but yeah um the other, the, the, like, the kind of, 
the worry that I have, and I'm kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop is, you know, I'm, I've worked in the internet space as a, as a server administrator, a network administrator, et cetera. And the, the money that steam is charging the percentage that they are taking, they are genuinely putting back into projects that help their product and other products like the steam deck, the valve index, the, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And, and so to me, if there's an R and D and a cost budget, I, it's, I fully support it. If you look at brick and mortar, brick and mortars take a greater percentage than steam does. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. they yeah. sell, I think it's like, I think it's like a hundred percent markup. Like they're buying the the product of 50% of the price. Right. And right. Uh, of MR, MSRP. And it feels like valve is pushing the industry forward. And when I mean that, I'm talking Steam Deck. I'm talking Valve Index. I'm talking more than that because Proton is Linux across the board. It doesn't matter if it's Steam Deck or something else. You know, they they feed they feed back into Vulkan. They feed back into other drivers. They feed, you know, and they are doing a lot of work. And so to me, the 30% or whatever they're charging, that's fine. That's actually normal. And I really worry yeah. that the uh, I really worry that the other shoe is going to drop with with Epic, and maybe maybe in a year or two I'll decide I'm wrong, but I feel like Epic's going to be like, okay, here's the drug dealer thing is done, <laughs> like the first one's eighteen percent, right. well now it's thirty because you know what you know what's funny is we're paying for content delivery networks, we're paying for bandwidth, we're paying for blah blah blah, right? Right. And right. But then yeah. they're going to have a hard time scoring exclusives that way when it's the same deal as Steam, sure. except Steam gives you a lot, gives you the discussion forums. It gives you the review system. It gives you all these things that the Epic does that Epic doesn't yet. And right. I, I, and I, I, believe I mentioned yeah. this in the discord the other day with just you guys is that as of right now, it seems smart that Epic isn't investing in that stuff because they're not taking as big a cut of the games. They don't yeah. have probably they're not putting the resources into it that Steam did, mm-hmm. you know, that Valve yeah. did into yeah. Steam. But eventually, if they want to be the new Steam, they're gonna yeah. have to. At some point, it's gonna have to change up and become an imitator instead of a disruptor. And but, there was the other side of it where, I mean, this was unofficial. Nobody claimed officiality here, but when Epic came out, there was no, there was no review system for users, right? And basically the unofficial word supposedly from internal was go put your review on steam. Right. And yeah, that, right. No, that was that. some, that was some BS. Like that was right. some, some crap. Right. I was right. like, yeah, it, that's, yeah. and that's what I was referring to is it kind of came to light that they were like, we don't need that because steam yeah. has it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> come, come, come pay the 18% or give the, you know, whatever here or get your free game. <laughs> But go do everything else on Steam and cost Steam money, right? I mean, yeah. But you got to you got to think of the 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 comment system. How many times has a a rating system by my peers from my peers have have swayed yeah. me from picking yeah. something up? I wanted I wanted to buy uh, Last of Us for fucking yeah. months, and it finally got released, and it got such terrible reviews on PC port that. Yeah. 
I, you know, you guys got it for me for my birthday. But that's not the point. The point is, is that I was going to buy it, but it swayed me away from doing that. If you're on Epic with nobody ranking or rating anything on there, and I'm like, I'm going to buy Alan Wake 2 because I'm yeah. super excited about Alan Wake, and it turns out to be a shitty game. I don't know about that because no one warned me about it. So I'm going to fly, fly in and get it on a knee jerk. So Epic's kind of yeah. almost leaning on that knee jerk. Hey, I've been waiting for this game to come out. It's out now. Instead of going to Steam, be like, I've been waiting for this game. You open the game up. The first thing you see is, is it good? Mixed reviews, yeah. very positive, yeah. very negative, yeah. and they're color coordinated. So it catches your eye. So unfortunately, yeah. I see it when it's brown or when it's red, and I go, mm, I <laughs> yeah. I'm going to buy that today. Yeah. But if, I yeah. do, if I go to Epic or if I go to GOG, I'll be like, yo, this game that's shit that I had no idea. A Daymare 1985 is on sale. I'm going to pick that up. Yeah. And then I go to Steam, and they're like, uh, you shouldn't have spent $30 on this game, you idiot. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's a good way to protect your sales but but is it wouldn't we say that Steam is the epic game launching slash digital store that's out there right now right. for gamers? I mean, I I can't say that's not the case, but I knew more about Steam than I do about anything else until I really started you know gaming for you guys. The other thing I can I have a concern about, and this is on me to research, and I just haven't because I've never felt like I need to install the Epic Launcher. But the other thing that concerns me is these free games. Are they hurting the developers or they're helping the developers, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, what's cool. the agreement, right? What's the agreement that, like, Epic is like, okay, we can list this for a week for free, but you get zero sales. Like, I don't know, right? Right. So I yeah, need to look into that. They generally get a lump sum, period. Okay. And so... So there's some. Yeah, it's it's kind of agreed upon behind closed doors with each individual publisher like or developer and publisher it's like okay we'll give you this much to put your game up for free this week and that's it's kind of agreed upon so they i'm sure it's haggled back and forth a little bit until they come to a, a mutual agreement or if they don't they just don't right yeah <laughs> so in some cases, like it's games that have been out for a long time. So these companies are probably getting a nice influx of money that they weren't getting before. That's fair. That's fair. And for some, it's, you know, maybe it's a game that reviewed really well, didn't sell really well. So again, influx of money. And yeah. then for some, it's like, yeah, in some cases, it's, you know, I've got at least 339 games on my Epic account. Yeah. And. Mm. I've probably played about 12 of them. <laughs> right. So it's not like me acquiring the game there has done any real damage to these companies that it wouldn't have otherwise, you know? Yeah. Right. It's just another legal yeah. means of getting it. But a lot of times these are dupes. I have Fallout New Vegas on Steam. <laughs> I have yeah. Sims 4 on Steam and Origin. Right. right. I have Guacamelee and Guacamelee 2. On Steam, yeah. but I also yeah. have them on Epic. So, like, right. these are games that I've bought before on Steam that now I have free again, just sure, on another right. platform. And so, I mean, it's not necessary, but it's not hard to just click, yeah, click, click free game. So, well, <laughs> well, before I forget, I want to talk about pro what is it? My third point, my fourth point, whatever point. I'm, I've lost count your, of what point. Your I'm final on. point. Yeah, my final point is, is to me, by the time Epic came around, I had already hit launcher fatigue. 
And, you know, I had Steam. Steam was great. Steam provided the DRM that we talked about that was great, et cetera. Oh, well, now I want EA games because I love, you know, uh, uh, Paradise uh, or, you know, uh, Paradise City, whatever the racing game, right? Burnout. I, Burnout, Paradise. Burnout. Burnout. Burnout Paradise. Paradise. So, okay, well, now I have Origin. Okay, well, now I'm going to buy, you know, uh, whatever, uh, whatever of Amalur. I can't remember the name of that game. I'm going to buy these things on this launcher. Yeah, I, I have, I have uh, StarCraft (laughs) and StarCraft. (laughs) I have StarCraft and StarCraft (laughs) 2. Well, now I have Battle.net. Well, okay, and I have GOG. Cool. GOG Galaxy, I actually appreciate, but still, we're now another launcher. Oh, well, now I have Ubisoft launcher. Well, now I have... (laughs) <laughs> a rockstar launcher and here yep. comes epic and i'm like i give up get fucked <laughs> like, you're the last you know, one to the door bud sorry we can't hold anymore <laughs> yeah i'm like I'm so t- and then ea's like ea's like and eh, we're out go buy us on steep <laughs> cool sweet <laughs> delete move over <laughs> yeah so i don't know it and that's and that's that's on me i admit that that's on me but like when i'm when I'm installing a new computer or whatever, and I'm installing my OS, I'm like, what launchers do I need to install? Okay. You know, where are all my games at? That's the worst part is trying to remember where your games are at on which fucking launcher. Cause I swear to you, I bought control. I wanted to play (laughs) control. I have one of them on one of my 18 goddamn launchers, but I got Uh so tired of looking at all the launchers. I said, you know what? I'm going to go play cyberpunk because it's on steam and I can find it. Yeah done and and so and so that's 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 my last point with epic is epic to me it was kind of the last one and i was like you know what guys too little too late sorry move on right right you know (laughs) anyway well that's something that i use dog for honestly right Uh uh-huh god combines a whole bunch of them yeah i actually have the gog launcher installed because it lets me go in and see like all of not all of them, but a bunch of your libraries, right? So I'm yeah. like, all right, it's usually pretty easy to be like, okay, do I have this game? So I have yeah. a connect, you know, you connect it to Battle.net, you connect it to yep. Origin, you connect it to Rockstar, you connect it to Steam, Ubisoft, yep. Epic, Xbox Live. Yeah. And then yeah. it's like, okay, now that I'm in here and I'm logged into all these, let's type this game in. Do I have it? Okay, I have it on that launcher. You know, yeah, <laughs> right. Okay, so there's Fun. sometimes like if I check Steam, I'm like, I know I have this game somewhere, so I check Steam, it's not there. All right, we're going to Gog to see. <laughs> Fun. Gog's like Fun. the detective of your games. Yeah. <laughs> Fun, very quick segue on on Galaxy. When I installed Galaxy and I hooked it to all the accounts that I could, it came up and told me I had 666 games. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I felt bad buying a game after that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to know. I, mean, I did, I did, but it gave yeah, me a moment's pause. Right. I'm like, I'm like, but I like having 666 yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't play all of them because that's what my wife yeah. says. You got to play them all in one night. Like, yep, yep. yep. Challenge, yep. challenge accepted. <laughs> I'm playing yep. all of them right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I at this point, I kind of call down my my launchers. Really, when I when I put my machines together, install reinstall my OS. What what's what? Go full Gibson. When I go full Gibson, um, I, really, Steam gets installed first. Gog Galaxy gets installed second, and then if I have to, I start installing other launchers. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So. 
Yeah. See, I'm yeah. backwards. I'm I'm the I do obviously Steam first, and then I'll do Epic because mm. I have more stuff on Epic than I do everywhere else. Because th- there were a few games that I was talking with uh, the company, and they they unfortunately yeah. only had it on Epic, so that's that's where I had to download it for that. So, yeah. but um, and then everything else is kind of this hindsight. But I, I live on Steam. I don't I don't go. Yeah. I, I typically don't go anywhere else. I'll be like, I wonder if it's selling over here, and then I'll go pop because I'm like, I can't find it on Steam. Like Alan Wake, perfect example. I love the first yeah. Alan Wake. I'm excited for two, but it's only available on Epic right now. So, well, it's not now, but it'll be released in October. So I'm like, damn it, do I want to get it and on there? <clears throat> coming back to the beginning, as much as I love Steam, I actually favor GOG these days because I get DRM product or DRM free, like completely DRM free, right? So that way I'm not dealing with like an Ubi launcher on top of steam or, uh, you know, as much as I love Baldur's gate three, Larian, what are you doing? <laughs> like get your launcher out of my face. Right. They want I mean, you to turn into a mind flare. Launcher they, they, do. they do. They've already done. But it. Yeah. Well, and while I do like Gog for the reasons you say, I also have a couple issues with Gog that make it to where I don't necessarily go straight to GOG to buy a brand new title. Right. Um, because uh, aside from Cyberpunk, the last time I did that before then was uh, uh, Moonlighter. It was Moonlighter. Mm. And I ran into an issue with that where it released on the same day on GOG and Steam. And I was like, well, yeah, I'll get it on GOG because DRM free. Yeah. And I ran into a bug that kept causing my game to crash. They fixed it two whole weeks sooner on Steam than they did on. Yeah, I, I have run into super that. burned. Yeah, <laughs> I've run into that. I've run into that yeah. where GOG gets the gets the updates, you know, X amount of time later. Right. I'm yeah, I'm the Steam homer. I will always be there I, when I my, the three applications I turn on when I turn my PC on Discord fucking usually OBS and Steam. Those are the first for three things that fire off and my and my razor shit yeah but well, i, I disable a bunch of the steam. auto oh, no, open on launch i want it on and i want to know what's and coming steam out is one of those ones that makes it through yeah, yeah. Like steam, steam opens when my computer launches yep. that, that yeah because it knows ones. i want to spend money yeah <laughs> it's steam got, it's got cash to spend <laughs> steam and god galaxy start up on every machine i have oh, man. so it's so see, i don't even do it with galaxy i have to open galaxy independently mm. it's Same. literally the only gaming well that's not true. EA does it because I open I installed that recently and mm. forgot to disable that one. So it just sits <laughs> there not logged in for hours until I uh-huh. know right now actually click the little X and it's out of my face for now. <laughs> but that's not your fault. That's not your fault. <laughs> yep. Anyway. Yeah. So Steam is um, the greatest game launching slash uh, software peripheral site there there is. So happy I, happy twentieth birthday, Steam. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's so successful that they actually developed their, their hardware for it, right? You've got, yeah. this, like you said, the, the Steam Inde- the Valve Index. You've got, they've developed controllers over the years to, yeah. with some fits and starts. <laughs> not great success in terms <laughs> right. of sales, but the, the tech, the tech was cool as hell. Well, and it's and been what's... implemented heavily into the Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the cool thing is the Steam Link, right? Which was a hardware device originally that you could buy that made it so you could play your Steam. You could hook it up to a TV and put and Bluetooth a controller to it or even USB a controller to it and play 
And guess what? Now that technology is in every OS. It is in Steam, period, and it's on the Steam Deck. And there's even a Raspberry Pi distribution if you wanted to go spin up a Raspberry Pi as a Steam Link, right? I mean, wow. so yeah, so Crazy. they basically... They basically create these, they create these very cool products, whether it fails or not, it has all the value that was successful in it. They're like, let's carry it forward into this other yeah. thing. Right. Yeah. Just because our piece of hardware didn't sell doesn't yeah. mean the tech behind the hardware is not valuable. Right. Like you said, the steam OS distribution to everything and the steam link distribution to everything just makes it that much easier for people to spend money on the platform, yes. right? That's ultimately what it is for them. I mean, we, yeah. can, we can swear by how good Steam is to their customer base all we want. And, you know, 99% of the time, it is true, but that's not because they're not driven by money, because they are. It's a private right. company. They want money. But right. at least they're not... It's, it's not painfully, greedily obvious. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. It there's seems still, like there's perks, yeah. There's there's perks, there's market mm. advancements, there's platform advancements that benefit the consumer as well as the, the corporation. So you right. can see the reinvestment. Yep. Right? Yes. You can yep. see the reinvestment. And yep. so and yeah. And Steam has and Valve has really worked to make sure Steam is a good platform for people. Somebody mentioned in the comments earlier that there's a lot of shovelware on Steam. And that really started to pick up steam uh, mm. at the point where they did the whole green light program. Right. Yeah. So they were getting inundated with wa people wanting to publish on steam that they couldn't keep up with in a way. So they did the green light thing where people had to vote. Yeah. You know, it needed so many votes to be able to be accessible after you got allowed on green light. And then it was another yeah. thing where like, well, you just have to buy a green light license and then get so much interest and then you're good. And they tried that for a while. It didn't really work out. And so now we're back to just the publisher thing and dealing with steam, but it seems like they reinvested into that part of their company to be able to handle it, handle and manage the distribution requests that they were receiving. Yeah. Because yeah. they didn't have the manpower for that once upon a time. Now it's such a big platform. It's in it's on so many machines. Well, you've got games that are breaking millions of users concurrently on Steam when they first come out. So yeah, they, they've got the money to put into that now. <laughs> right. Now I do want to talk about like really quick before we you know, I don't know how close anyway. The there is there are downfalls to Steam. And one of them is, is that Valve went from being a very good game producer to basically printing money, right? And, <laughs> and not, and not, and not make, I mean, yeah, we can talk about Portal, Portal 2, mm. Half-Life 2, but like, if you look at an Alex, right? And, and, and on the Steam Deck, right? The office job simulator, whatever it is, right? The, the job simulator. And, and, but at the end of the day... The, the greatest thing that Gabe Newell did for his bottom line was stop being a, a game developer and start yeah. being a distributor. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I mean, like you said, they do a little bit that Dota two still has a following. Sure. You know, there's, they, they still at least strike deals. Like they did half-life Alex. They struck, they strike deals about portal here and there. Yeah. Or I feel like half-life Alex was, was designed to showcase the VR headset. Like, 
It's the best game yeah, on the VR headset right now, and and I don't think there's and it, I hate that I played Alex first because it makes me go, God, I wish this looked like Half Life Alex. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's it's built to play in their peripheries. Yeah. It's built to play on their stuff, so they only need to do yeah. it the one time. You know, and of course, Half Life's right. going to bring and, names because it's got name power. Yeah, and that's one of those things. I and this is a discussion all its own. Um, yeah. But that's one of those games that I kind of refer to as a full price tech demo. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. Great. 100%, like, 100% agree. I mean, it's, my it's game, to my showcase, game with the headset. So, it's but. to showcase the technology of the hardware. Right. But they still expect people to shill out a, a bunch of money for it. So they've mm-hmm. got to make it at least somewhat interesting, even though it's, you know, it's essentially a fancy tech demo, which, I mean, it's it, that sounds like it's, you know, not giving credit where credit's due. But I mean, that happens with Nintendo with every single platform they yeah. use. Right. They've got a game that's pretty cool, but ultimately it's a full price tech demo, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, it's yeah. a full game and it's got Wii all Sports. the aspects to it. Yeah. And right. but I mean, you you there's a whole story to it. There's right, like you said, not giving credit where credit's due. It's definitely more than that. But you're right. Yeah. It is it it was released with the with the head when I bought the headset, it came with Half-Life Alex with it. The headset was not cheap, but it came with a free game, but like you said, it is it's a tech demo because you for that's yeah. the first thing you fire up when you play it. You're like, wow, this is incredible technology. I can't believe I'm actually seeing all this shit and I'm crushing cans in my bare hands and all this other cool <laughs> shit. And then I go and play something that's that's good, you know, equally as good. Like, you know, Phasmophobia was fantastic on VR. You're not crushing fucking cans in your hands with that game. You're barely <laughs> doing, you're barely picking shit up off the ground. So it's just like, you know, ah, it, yeah. it kind of I wouldn't say it soured everything, but it's just like I wish it could be as good as this, and it's just it's it won't be because it's Valve technology, you know. <laughs> but I mean, realistically, Valve kind of like they it feels it feels like they're like okay, we'll put out a game, okay, yeah, like yeah. right instead of being like hey, we're a game developer first. Now they're like yeah, we 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 put a team on it, and here's a game. Now yeah. that said what they release is high quality. It mm-hmm. is absolutely mm-hmm. like portal Two. anyway, Portal is great, but yeah, but, and I want a portal three. I still want a portal three. We want a half life. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, fuck, three. I want an Alex too. I'd love another half life <laughs> VR game. Give me more great, we and cave Johnson, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and let's be honest. Here's the elephant in the room. What we really want valve is half life three. Yes. You put it in VR too. I don't give a shit. I'll play. (laughs) I want Portal 3. Okay. I want Portal 3 more myself. You're right. Fine. I'll be the only one that wants Half Life 3. Oh, that's fine. (laughs) Anyway, um, I think that's kind of covered what what I wanted to talk about. I think it's a solid episode for uh, mainly gushing about the greatest game distribution, digital game distribution company that's out there on top of cool tech. That you know, yeah. I I never thought I had their growing pains. Well, of sure. course not. That's not. I'm not saying they've always been great, but they're great right now. And I, yeah. I when I first was looking at Steam stuff, and they're like, we have a VR set, and I was like, God, that's pricey. I don't, I don't know about that. And now I'm glad <laughs> I have it. And the same thing with the Steam Deck. I was like, God, who would do that? Doesn't seem like that would translate well. Wait, and it's the wait, greatest wait. portable gaming system out there. Wait, looking at your background, it looks like Wolf has a Valve Index. Does he? <laughs> <laughs> no, Looking at your no. background. Looking at your <laughs> background. Yeah. 
<laughs> but no, I, I need for to those, get that set. I for those to listening that. to the podcast on audio. My room's not set up. Chica- there's some chicanery on backgrounds. <laughs> this, Tart is this using is... a green screen and borrowed my background. <laughs> chicanery. It's my room. I don't know what you're talking about. We live here. <laughs> yeah, you, What's you're the room a big set fan up? of Boingo as well, huh? Yeah. <laughs> big, time, big time. I love these guys. <laughs> I love Danny Silverman or whatever the hell his name is. This guy's not. Elf. Oh. <laughs> I know. I know. I knew that would hurt you guys. <laughs> Ouch. Okay. <laughs> This has been another press beat to cancel. <laughs> I love David Silverman. He's so good. Anyway, uh, do we want to do housekeeping this week? Do you guys have anything prepared? I can oh, come up no, with something. Oh, I forgot. Okay. Well, we I, can, I still have mine. I have still forgot. remembered my top 100, but we can wait until Jake gets back. I'm yeah, sure. we can punt or, or, or Chard I mean, and I can talk good, about I ours. Can figure something out. Yeah, I can talk about mine. Chard, you can talk about yours. It's up to you. I, um, I, we can punt. We can punt. If you guys aren't like, you don't look like no, you're. I'm ready. You're... I'm ready. Yeah, let's, okay. let's do it. I'll, I'll have you something. You want to do it? Okay. Right. Well, I'm going to go first. We've talked about it. Portal. Hmm. Portal is not on our top 100, and it is now. Uh, what year is Portal? I'm, uh, you know what? I'm punting crap. mine, and I'm, I'm pulling one out, too. It doesn't work. Crap. It's too Kay. recent. Well... Then I don't have one. Should we punt? <laughs> well, we can punt. Yeah, we can punt. I can give you mine. It's I mean, before two thousand and five. Yeah, we could just do, we could just do yeah, one before two thousand five. Because I got yeah. one that's before two thousand five. All right, go for it. All right. Well, I was going to do one that was way older, but since we discussed it today, and I think it needs to go on there, you guys can blow me. Uh, Half Life. Mm-hmm needs to go on there i think half-life has done some incredibly great technological advances and cool aspirations in first person storytelling as opposed to just being a flat-out first person shooter um it's it's valve's fucking beautiful baby that they created and uh you know freeman's running around doing his shit fighting off head crabs and doing all kinds of crazy shit the modding community that came out to make Team Fortress and all the things that came along with with that. Half-Life is a huge a pivotal point in, in gaming. And I would almost go as far as to say Half-Life 2, but we're just going to stick to Half-Life because Half-Life has done a lot of cool shit that has, if without Half-Life, Half-Life 2 could not be what Half-Life 2 is. So I believe that Half-Life needs to be on our top 100 because it is great. Okay. And that was 1998, if I'm not mistaken. That seems right. That seems right. I have one. I came up with one. Okay. Okay. I'm saving my other one for later. Okay. My my option, and dear God, I hope this is before 2005, because um, it's on that system right there. The N64. Oh, yeah, sure okay. Dr. Mario 64. We don't have a Dr. Mario representative Ooh. on the list and Dr. Mario 64 is my favorite version of Dr. Mario. It plays essentially the same. I just like the graphics on the 64. I like the music on the 64. I like the controller because I have three hands. (laughs) So (laughs) true. I've seen it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You guys, I'm not showing you on the, on the podcast because it's seven thumbs. Um, yeah, seven thumbs exactly. <laughs> uh, my third hand is five is five thumbs. Um, 
no, uh, Dr. Mario. So Dr. Mario is a great game anyway, because it's, it's a, it's a match game like, like Tetris, right? But it doesn't have the Tetrum, Tetranemos, Tetranominos, whatever they're called. Tetraminos. Sure. It's, it's literally double, double-sided pills that have, you know, a color on each side. Sometimes it's the same color. More often than not, it's the not, it's a different color. You have to match them. In the 64 version, I think this is the case with the earlier versions, but at two-player, you can mess up your friend or your enemy if you're playing with your enemy. Um, and uh, it's 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 one of those cool things where instead of being like Tetris where you build for a Tetris at four lines, this one you build to kind of set up, uh, you know, chain events, right? You set up this color is going to go, it's going to release these, it's going to set up this next color. And it's one of the most beautiful things in the world when you get three or four chains in a row. It, it feels so good. Um, and Especially as I popping said, I, the little viruses, those are cool. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the little viruses <laughs> dancing around, that's mm-hmm. just awesome, right? Yeah. And so, and the six, too. yeah, well, and that's what I love. That's one of the things I love about the 64 version is the tunes are great. Mm-hmm. Um, graphics are good. So, yeah. Dr. Mario 64. That's my nomination. So All Half-Life right. and Dr. Mario 64, what do you got? Well, I'm going to go ahead <clears throat> and nominate the original Metroid. Yes! Mm. Let's go! I'm Because we don't have on that on the that. list yet. Yes. Well, We've got here's Zero the thing. Mission, which is a remake of the original. We, we have Super have the on original. there, too. I, I thought uh, for sure we don't yet. Put that one. We in my do hat. not have Super Metroid yeah. on there. Here was the thing. I thought we were avoiding like doing double of certain games. So I think at first, yeah, we're getting to the point where it doesn't matter anymore, right? I, at first, it was like, how oh, we already have a Zelda on there. Do we really want to put another Zelda on there? So it, you know, now we're now it's no holds barred. Now we're good to go. So I'm glad we know that. So go for it. I, I 100% support uh, the original Metroid. 100%. Yeah. So yeah, I want I want to I want to nominate Metroid because. This was one of those first games that, like, it 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 did some wild stuff, right? This was one of the first of the Metroidvania style of games. I mean, it's half of the <laughs> half mm-hmm. of the uh, the naming right. style. There. Wait, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Arguably more than half because Castlevania <laughs> only got Vania. Metroid yeah. got all in, you know. It got five but, letters. It's Metroid a percent of the seventy percent of the name. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Metroid, like it, it, it's an iconic formula at this point, and it's its own subgenre, right? Like we mm-hmm. don't just think RPG platformers now. It's a Metroidvania. You go mm-hmm. in for the the mm-hmm. actual name mm-hmm. there, and then. Mm-hmm. It did some really wild stuff to really take advantage of just how tight the space constraints were on this platform to where they mapped it and like coded tricks in there to make the map larger than it could be. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. Like they did some really wild tricks with this to make it fit on such a small space. And the fact that the game's not broken as hell is wild to me. Yeah. Because a game like that these days, oh, it would have so many post-release patches. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the the original the original metroid is burly that is yeah. a game and and like four halves on top of it right so two games but i mean this is i mean it's <laughs> also you had to like 
either really memorize or map yeah. this game out while you were mm-hmm. playing it. Mm-hmm. So it required like four dimensional chess of play where you're like keeping track of what you're doing, keeping mm-hmm. track of what you found, where mapping mm-hmm. the whole thing out. If you want on graph paper or something, keeping track of like where the secret passages were, if the secret passage was one way or both ways, it, it did a lot. And then it, you know, it, it, I think it had a save system in Japan because it was an FDS game and it was ported mm. to the US as a cartridge game or to the West rather as a cartridge game. So they had to like lose an audio track. They had to lose this, lose the save function and instead put in a password function. Right. The fact that the password function is so effective is wild to me, given that they changed it from a save function. Mm-hmm. And then the game is still massive, even though it's cartridge instead of a disc beautiful yeah it's i support it i i i kind of feel like maybe it wasn't the original art that did this but it kind of yeah nice uh it kind of um it kind of really pushed forward that revisiting when you unlock additional tools right yeah. like okay there's this weird area that i can't get to i have to be somehow half the height that i am Oh, look, I found the ball. Now I can go back and, you know, get into this area. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I feel like, I feel like maybe it wasn't the originator, but I feel like it really like honed that in. And there have been so many copies in the Metroidvania world of that, of that mechanism. Right. I mean, taking away the yeah. linearness of, of platforming games and making you have to go back and revisit places that you are literally at the beginning of the game. You have to go all the way that I'm back for it. It's like, or, or, or yeah. being sneaky and putting the final boss stage like underneath where you start the game, but you don't know that till you get all the pieces to come back to do it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, this is and on the it's system, trolly, that- but it's cool as fuck. This is on the system that had no left move for Mario, right? Right. <laughs> like the screen literally goes, oh, I can't go yeah. back anymore, yep. right? Yep. Yeah. Right. And yeah. the sound design was cool, too, because it felt like you were alone on this alien planet. There yeah. was a couple of really good beep, tunes, beep, and then the rest beep, of it was very beep. just like ambient, bah, yeah. you know? Yeah. And the fact that they figured out how to do that with an eight bit sound chip is wild to be. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Without it being obnoxious at that. So right. you had more to say about your game than we had about ours, and we knew what ours were. <laughs> <laughs> I had to come up with mine because my other one was right out. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that is our that yeah. is our spiels for our top one hundred this week. Fantastic. Thank you all for listening to Press B to Cancel. We can be found at pressbeatacancel.com or youtube.com slash at pressbeatacancel. We've got a Discord. We've got multiple links on our website that you can find us at. Um, please do so. Come join the conversation on Discord. We'd love to hear from people. And uh, yeah, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, hit that like and subscribe button on whatever platform you're on. Do it. And uh, we- come back again next week. We have more content, too. We've been really trying to hit the content meter here on the page as opposed to just doing this podcast. Wolf has been doing a wild card Wednesday where he'll pop on and play an hour or two of some random game. Sinistar is doing some Telltale Heart games that he's been wanting to play for a while. I've been doing some Armor Core 6 playthrough and probably some more content that we discussed today that we're going to be adding as a team. 
Uh, Jake's been adding controller reviews. He's, he played uh, Karatika not too long ago. So we're really trying to to not just do the podcast. We're trying to do take all of our talents and put it into a bunch more into this channel. So you're yeah, going to be getting full- a lot more stuff when you sub to this channel than just we're doing a podcast every Friday. You're going to be getting a lot more content here in the very near future. A full gaming media, a full gaming media experience. Exactly. All right. It's like a sauna in here. Steaming. Steaming. Thank <laughs> you.